daughter's face. She was also lost. I never held her either. Didn't have an answer. Only at the end of life comes death. And after death, we come home to the Lord. How long the first shall last, we cannot see. Come. We shall ask my daughter to look for yours in heaven. Again, she will find her there. from Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Me a song of a love that is gone. Say could that love be I? Outlander cast uh, for season six. Super excited to have you here. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. It sure is. I was in on that episode. I was in. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we are here for it. In on it. So excited to, of course, be able to chat about this episode. I agree. I think it was an amazing episode. Love me some we, Ian. Um, and, you know, Ian got told goodbye again. <laughs> I know. Goodbye, Ian. <laughs> Poor kid. Sorry. If you guys can't hear it, uh, Mary and I have been very sick. Actually, we actually talked about it on the listener feedback episode last one. By the way, there was some confusion about the listener feedback for uh, episode two. I fixed that, so it's Thank all you. set. It's it's all on the feeds. Everything is there. So if you didn't get a chance to hear it, it is there. You're ready to listen to listener feedback two, listener feedback three. We talked about how sick we were, and we are still <laughs> well on the road to recovery. I mean, it is a long road. It's been a long road. Yeah. So like we're the, still on it. The path is well worn. It's just that it's a long freaking path. Yeah. And we don't know what we want to do. So welcome to our life. Anyway, so little recap about this episode. So we're talking tonight about episode 604 of Outlander. Um, I did not pull up the TV guide notes. So here we go. This is the episode <laughs> where we learn about Ian's uh, losses of of his children when he was um, actively in the Mohawk tribe and about his relationship with his wife, who he gave the name Emily to. Um, and he and to Jean, whom he gave the to, name Emily. Else, man? <laughs> hey, stats are for nerds. Give it right back to you. <laughs> um, yeah, see, karma. It is karma. It is karma, I know. Oh, my goodness. That's right. <laughs> oh, sorry, ladies so, and gents. So, anyway... And he and Jamie go now in the present time to the <laughs> Cherokee to deliver some guns. And he and Jamie are able to share with each other the losses that they've had. And yes. then Malva's creepy 
creepy, creepy. Oh, Dakota Fanning weird. There you go. This is like super Dakota Fanning. So, all right. So before we get into this entire show discussion, a uh, couple of things we want to make sure you know about. First and foremost, friends on Instagram, the best way to stay connected to us is to make sure that you are following the Mary and Blake page on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and YouTube are where the biggest parties are at when it comes to a live chatting. Oh, yeah. So I also have a complimentary texting list. So friends in the keyboards, if you don't mind, do me a favor. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can always join. If you're in the U.S., you text um, the phone number 81010, just five numbers, five digits. And in the message field, it's the at symbol at clan Fraser. So any and all of you can join that in the U.S. If you're outside the U.S. and if someone in the keyboards wouldn't mind writing this down for me, it's remind.com slash join slash clan Fraser. And this is a complimentary texting service. So I let you know when we're going live because it really does vary depending upon how sick we might be or if our kids are sleeping or not. And I also let you know when our listener feedback episode is up if we haven't yet gone live. Mm-hmm. So um, before anything else, we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com for making any and all of this a possible. If this show brings you joy, um, please think about joining. It's as little as $2 a month and it truly goes to support us. If you like to support your local coffee shops, um, you know, the mom and pop stores, this is a mom and pop podcast and your contributions go a long way. All right, let's get into the show. Well, Marvin, this was an episode. Sure was. This was an episode. And, of course, we get into all the, the great nerdy details that Mary just absolutely loves. Loves talking about this stuff. I love this part of it because I can lean back. Nobody has to watch me. Yeah, that's true. She could just look on her phone and do whatever she's got to do. All eyes on me, which, of course, that's, that's what they should be. Uh, it's fine. Uh, the title of this episode was Hour of the Wolf, which is... A fantastic title because obviously it's talking about Ian and uh, the, the the amulet, if you will, that he was given and how that was the, the clan uh, for Emily, his uh, ex-wife. Is that a fair statement? Sure. Sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, and uh, But also, it, this episode was literally an hour. It was 60 minutes, this episode. What are episode. we doing here? What are we doing here? It was like the, it was like the writers knew what they were doing, you know? <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, I really like this, uh, this episode title as... As Outlander has been wont to, to do, uh, it's been v- doing very well at, um, at its episode titles, especially as of late. For like the past two seasons, it's been really good. The writer was Luke Skelhas. You should know that name because he's been around with Outlander now uh, as a producer and as a writer uh, since the since halfway through, well, since season three, really. But he's only written episodes for season th- uh, from season three, the end of it, all the way till now, he's written Heaven and Earth, The Bakra, Wilmington, The Deep Hot's Core, Between Two Fires, Free Will, and obviously now this one. And it's great that actually The Bakra is mentioned in this episode. Uh, so I think that's uh, Luke Skelhas pumping his own tires there a little bit, just being like, oh, yeah, I remember that other episode I, I wrote the Why other not? day? Yeah, I wrote Why that not? one too. Sure, I'll put that in here. The director was Christiana. Evoan Green, she has directed episodes of television including Call the Midwife, Bleeder, Grandchester, The Majorca Files, and Vera. Those are the – we're seeing actually um, a little bit of a through line with some of the directors here. Most of them have actually directed episodes of Call the Midwife. So I wonder if there is um, 
a new producer that has joined or someone that has joined the staff that has this inroad with Call the Midwife uh, and actually Grandchester as well. We're seeing a lot of that. See, again, this is the reason why we talk about the uh, the directors. This mm. is the reason why we talk about the writers because there are these uh, connections. Mm-hmm. There are these little fibers that connect everybody together and you understand the styles and why certain things are the way that they are. Uh, it's important. See, Mary, I know you don't like this stuff, but trust me, it's, it's not important. That I don't like it. It's important. And uh, we need to do it. So okay. that, that's, the, that's the idea. What do you got for your kilt rating, my love? Okay, friends who are joining us live, we would love to hear your kilt ratings. Our kilt ratings, of course, are on a scale of one to five. One being bleh, five being this was amazing. My kilt rating is a big old five. Yes, okay. Big old five. All right. Um, all right, for me, I'm giving this one a four and a half. This is actually the best episode of the season so far. You are such a harsh grader. I'm so glad you didn't actually follow your well, original career hopes in college and become a teacher. Oh, yeah. No, the, the kids would the kids would. You would have been the teacher who's like, an average is a C. You'd have, but that would have been your teacher philosophy. Yes, definitely. Oh, I would have hated that. Yep, that's, that's absolutely right. So just everyone been. know, keep that in mind, that this is well, Blake's highest one. Right, so think of a, a five episode, right? A five episode would have been like of, Dragon, Out- of, of, of Outlander. For you. Would yep. have been Dragonfly and Amber. Okay, mm-hmm. or the battle joined. Okay, this episode is good. It's no battle joined. It's no dragonfly and amber. Okay, so again, okay. we're looking in context. Okay, but it's a good episode. I enjoy. It. As I just said, best episode of the season so okay. far. Okay, so that's that's where I'm at. Awesome sauce. So yeah, that's that. All right, um, and he, you know what? Actually, this is the first episode directed by an African American woman in Outlander. Really? Yes. This this is the first episode. I, I actually wrote that down You're just specifically have to for message her. I know. I can't wait. I'd love to interview her. I yeah. would absolutely love that. If anyone too. has a contact for her, that'd be amazing. So uh all right, let's get into the GBG. Marvin, right. you're good. You're bad. You're right. Once again, friends joining in live, we would love to hear your GBGs. So my good for this episode dun, 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 was Jamie telling <laughs> Ian about faith. Oh yes. Um yeah, I just, that you for me, it. yes, yes. Um, <laughs> my bad, once again, nitpicky. It's the one mohawk that is speaking to Ian, not everybody wanted you to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, okay, you know, is it just the interpretation? Like, are they trying to show... um that, you know, English not being a primary language, that sometimes it's hard, but... I don't know. I watched it a few times and I just felt no real oomph to it and kind of made me feel like some of the moments in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when you can tell the the director had to just say the line and have them act it out. So I just didn't feel I just took me out of the moment where I felt like it was like. So um, that was my one bad. But once again, very nitpicky and small because I gave this episode a five. So don't don't. Don't hang me for that moment. <laughs> and then my great is the general view of male miscarriage and loss. For mm-hmm. listeners who don't know, um, Blake and I suffered two miscarriages last year. Um, one in the winter of 2021 and the one in the summer of 2021. Um, and both of them were just devastating um, beyond belief. And so... I have tried to be very cognizant of when speaking about the losses, saying that it was 
our loss. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few people who said, thank you for using the word our, um, even when it comes to infertility, like we have an infertility journey or a str- you know what I mean? Like, sure. because that it is the couple's loss. And I think very frequently, um, media showcases women during, during miscarriages and the trauma. And obviously like not saying you went through everything that I went through because it was a very different level physically and hormonally. But, um, I really appreciated having male insight, both from Ian and from Jamie about the losses because also they weren't able to even meet their daughters. And, um, in the same sense, like you didn't get to be a physical part of my law, you know, the physical part of the losses that happened. One yep. of them uh, had to be surgically taken care of. And one of them, um, I lost here at home. Um, but you know, it is, it's a very, it is a different experience. And yet I'm really applaud the voices of Ian and Jamie in showing how it can still severely affect the partner. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for uh, just bringing that to the forefront um, because... Hi, guys. We just had two miscarriages last year and this episode <laughs> was really hard. Uh, yes, it was. And and Mary is right. Uh, of course, uh, you know, a male does not go through the, the physical pain that... You know, I did not go through the physical stuff that my wife went through, but I, I certainly went through a bunch of emotional stuff and that is very hard and it's, it's difficult. And I'm glad, as you said, Mary, that uh, Outlander was able to portray that in its own way for, with, uh, with Ian. And I think that, you know, this is an ongoing theme with Outlander in the last episode, we talked about how Outlander is able to bring about discussions about disabilities um, and how now there's other discussions about um, mental illnesses and how people struggle with it. And so I just, I do, I applaud Dinah Gabaldon and I applaud stars and these actors for portraying things that are not necessarily shown and talked about. Sure, sure. So for me, this episode, like I said, it was a four and a half. I really liked this episode. And when I first started watching it, I'm like, Wow, what a curious choice to make this the center point of the season, right? The center point, the one where the the emotional drama should be at its highest. It's where everything turns in the series. We know are no longer being introduced to the characters, to the settings, to the um to some of the conflicts. It's like, okay, this is when it kicks into full gear. And yet, here they are spending this time in the past with Ian and they're taking it from Ian's like they're taking Ian's story and making that the center of attention. Mm-hmm. What an interesting choice. And by interesting, I meant like I, I, I seriously was thinking not great, Bob, but then at the end of the episode, I looked at it and I said, Oh, I get it. I get what they did here. What did they do? Blake, they rooted the turn the emotional turn of Four. what's of what's coming, mm-hmm. they rooted it in the relationship between Ian and Jamie. Yes, and what that means going forward, but also the they they rooted the political turn, and they rooted the emotional and plot turn in this episode, and that is a very special touch that 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 you have to weave that you have to walk that line and tread that line very carefully because when you turn something so quickly 
in an episode that doesn't really have to do a whole ton with the plot that you have going forward. Yikes, man. But one can argue, you know, uh, that these episodes are all highlighting depth to the next generation of characters. You know, we've had so much depth with Roger and him finding his voice and he taking on this role in the, on the Ridge and kind of saving the day and being the big brother. And we highlighted Brie, not as much yet, but Mm -hmm. Brie has been sprinkled in really as the future person. Yeah. And then we, of course, had Fergus and Marcelie, a mm-hmm. uh, huge focus. And now we get the Ian and they're sprinkling in, of course, Lizzie and Malva and this younger generation. And what I particularly love about it is we have had Claire and Jamie sex every single episode. Ooh. This yeah. one twice. Twice. Actually, I mean, they probably did it more during that day. <laughs> you know, and he was like, ah, whatever. Major McDonald can keep sneezing. All it's right. fine. So what I want to say, though, is uh, my good. Because I I, I, I because we're already 16 minutes into this bad boy. Sorry. So like I just I, I haven't even you, started. You keep my going. I'm just going to keep putting hot tea against my aching jaw. No, she's not doing a promotional video, ladies no. and gents. This is just this is a side tea. effect of long COVID. <laughs> All right. So my good uh, is the conversation, uh, like you said, Mary, between uh, Ian and Jamie when they're talking about uh, Faith in Ishabel. Uh, wow. Wow. What? a scene everything about that is just special again yeah. uh, like i said in the listener feedback episode for temperance this is that moment that when i see the the phrase hour of the wolf mm-hmm. this is the thing that i'm mm-hmm. going to think of uh, like i will i will know four seasons from now or four years from now this moment in this episode because it is very special and i and i'm really appreciating seeing Jamie in this role, yeah. not as like the, um, you know, the young buck, the person who is, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the wild kind of carefree person, but like this knowing and well tempered and wise father type. Oh my God. <laughs> Mary just spilt so much drambuie all over her. There's just so much booze on her clothes. <laughs> oh, oh, man, all I smell now is just dram. I'm oh. just going to cover this side. That's why you wear a kilt. That's why you yeah. <laughs> wear a tartan, actually. <laughs> oh, man. So I... I just really loved that moment. All right. Uh, just bestill my heart that moment. Like really super awesome. The, uh, the other, I have a tie uh, for the good. So the other good that I have is the, uh, the cinematography in this episode was really special, but it's not just the cinematography. It's the coloring, the color, the, 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 uh, the colorizing of this episode, especially when it comes to the memories that Ian's talking about. They desaturated all the color for the memories so if you recall, they did something similar in seasons one and two where they desaturated the 40s and they really pumped up the colorization of, of, the, of the 1700s. And the Frank. Right. <laughs> My expectations were low to begin with. And you met them. And you met them. So uh, that, that dichotomy is really special and it's a great visual cue for, <laughs> it's a great visual cue for the, the viewer to know Okay, not only is this separate from what I was watching earlier, but it, it 
whenever I see this desaturated thing from now on, I know like the transference, right? I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a really special touch. My bad. I have a three-way tie for bad. Uh, okay. the, the dueling with Scotchy or whatever the guy's name is, yeah. the, the bad, like the guy yeah, that yeah. looked like, uh, uh, I, I, mm. I, you didn't recognize who I who it was until well, I, I felt started. Like, I felt like he was a mix between like Kelsey Grammer. Oh. And then also Kelsey Grammer with a beard. But like Robin Williams but when Robin he's in Williams, Jumanji. Or, when he's or, in Fresh from the Forest of Jumanji. Or, or um or Goodwill Hunting. Like, yes. like it's it's like a halfway yes. between those two. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mary pointed that out. Uh <laughs> I was out on that whole story. I was out on the dueling. Um I was even though I was thicking ten dual commandments the entire time. Ten dual commandments, um, number one. I just, I felt like it was there to create drama. Which of the ten dual commandments did they not do? We will, we will elaborate later. Uh, ten, uh, they did the seventh one. They turned around too early. They didn't do the seventh one. Mm -hmm. the, they, the, didn't, they didn't have their seconds. They, oh, they didn't have their seconds. That's true. Good mm -hmm. point. They didn't have a doctor. Uh, didn't have a doctor. No. You know, see, they didn't do it in Jersey. That's the problem. It, it's because it was pre-Hamilton, so they didn't have. Yeah, a that's, song. that's true. They didn't have reference. Yeah, it's not 1776 yet. Um, so yeah, I just it felt like it was shoehorned in there, uh, and I just wish instead of Ian coming to like this realization because of this duel that after the fight that he had with his you know supposed brother, like that he just came to that conclusion. He you didn't need this duel in there. It just felt cheap. Mm -hmm. um, the other one was. Hey, Uncle Jamie, would you have fought harder for Auntie Claire? Like, would you have left? And Jamie's like, yeah, that's different. What? What? What do you mean it's not the same? Ian knows she traveled through time. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Emily is this guy's Claire. Are you? When I heard that, I took it like, yeah, well, yeah, I know. But, you know, what Claire and I have is different. It's different. You can't expect you to be like that. I agree. I don't think that was really nice of him to say. That Like, was... we can all say it in our heads. It can be like, yeah, but Jamie would have fought a little harder. Uh, we can all say that in our heads. But you're right. For Jamie to say that out loud. Oh, that's, it's not the same, That's kid. where you go and you're like, Jamie. I, I'm surprised Ian didn't say, didn't you marry leg hair? Yeah, like... <laughs> Now, granted, Claire was already through the stones in the future. Does, whatever. I mean, what, but. That's the nerds. But that's it. He fought to have her go. He let her go. That, that's but fine. Why fine. is that any different? Because what I'm saying is there is no reason why Jamie should have said that's different. There's none. Zero point zero reason why it. <coughs> excuse me. It, it took away. I wonder if he told him every, like, I wonder if he knows the entire story about, <laughs> you know, we tried to send her back and then yeah. she came back to me and then we did send her when she was pregnant with our second baby. I don't know if he knows everything. Yep. Well, that'd I, be a great a bunch of people in the chat. chat here are saying, well, she told him to go. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Emily if you love somebody, you, you, you work hard, you, you work hard and you do whatever it takes. I don't care if she told you to go. No, You're already married. You're already married. Yeah, but she gets to pick a different one. It's, she I, gets to make a little new you know what wolf. It is? You know what it was? I, I'm kind of take on it. You want to know why? Why? Because when Bree told Roger to take a hike, I, <laughs> I smoked Roger for that choice when he did. He's like, all right, you want me to go? Fine. And then everyone, and I, oh, I was out on that choice. 
So I'm out on this choice and I'm out on Jamie saying, nah, it's different. I just, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, the other bad that I have, it is, and it's not bad. You just bad. think that it was kind of like a, a move that yeah. Ian could sit there and be like, thanks a lot, Uncle Jamie. She yes. was my Claire. Um, okay. The other bad that I have, and it's not bad or anything with the episode, it was just Emily. Dude, that girl. What? She's stunning. Di- no, no, no. Diabolical. She's just like, yeah, you're out. You're out. See you later. See you later, Ian. Bye, Ian. She gave him the literal bye, Ian. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, I'm moving on to the next guy. And they're like, that same day, the same day she's handing the brother like food and nice smiles and everything. You know, she made him a little bracelet or a little wolf thing. Oh, She told her, her friend, maybe her older sister who, you know, she just said, go take Ian to the woods. I packed him three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> my, my great, I also have a tie. When, uh, when Emily gives Ian the wolf amulet, and it's not necessarily that she gives him the wolf amulet, it's that the information that we get afterwards from the brother, that, that is women choose the men. Mm-hmm. And that totally redefines that entire interaction so that when Ian looks down and sees the wolf, not only is he understanding what that meant at that at that moment and it gets recontextualized for him, it does for us. So we feel as the viewers the same exact thing that Ian did in that moment. Yeah. Such a great moment to have it and then and then think, oh yeah, it's this cute little thing. Yay, he gave him a present. No. You know what that it's your meant? Engagement ring. You just got engaged, bro. You just got married. You got married until she's gonna kick you out. But still, you just got married. Mm-hmm. Such a great moment, and and the way that it was delivered, like we're learning along with him, and and that is that is exposition done right. It's basically like the scene when the trolls in Frozen are getting ready to marry Kristoff and Anna. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you're getting married. <laughs> um, oh, it just redefines that whole moment, and I mm. and and it made that moment that much more special, even as even as it was already gone. And it was just that moment of memory. It, it, everything that happens for Ian in that moment happens for us as the viewer. And that is what draws us into the story even mm. further. Uh, and that's why this episode, I think, was one of the best episodes of Outlander this season. Cool. But my last great, and this is the real great, oh, that final shot Ooh. of Malva's shoes. Tiptoeing up. The tiptoe. Mm. And not just the tiptoe. But having the Stugats to just stay on those shoes, like for a good 15 seconds, and, and being like, this girl is straight up Dakota Fanning weird. Like, there's no turning back now. Like, I, I think she might even surpass Dakota Fanning. She is just in her own level now. It's just, now she's just Malva weird. She is. Just straight up Malvo weird now. Yep. Like I, I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to change the rating system for for how weird for she weird is. For okay. so like weird people, <laughs> you're gonna be like you're Malvo weird guy. Like okay. that's that was my good, my bad, and my great. Love it. So that's that. Uh, I do want to give a caveat, a little note to friends. So, episode six hundred three, very much aligned with the books. 
episode six or four, very much not so. Really? So, oh. this is our biweekly announcement that if you are a book reader and you want to geek out with some fellow book readers, you're going to want to make sure that you're in our exclusive Facebook community, the Outlander Cast clan book club because our wonderful friend Angela Hickey is going to be doing her bi-weekly uh, analysis of the shows from a book reader's perspective. It is a live chat uh, about the Beehive adaptation chat. Um, so it's this Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. Ep- uh, Eastern, and it will be on episodes 603 and 604. Um, and as I said, there's <laughs> there's some things that are different, and the book readers know what's different, <laughs> or what was highlighted and what was not highlighted, but some things are different. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, and if you can't make it live, it is saved and recorded. So make sure that you join. We would love to have you there. Um, and that being said, the show is the show in this podcast. And especially because Blake hasn't read the books, we do make this a spoiler-free thing. And I often just say interesting a lot. <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, Mary, I, I kind of want to talk about the cold open. Mm. Uh, it, it's just Ian there. And opening up with him and 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 what that was and like picking the hair out of his head and doing the whole, every time something got picked, I was like, "Ow!" Like it, this episode did such an incredible job with getting you, the viewer, into Ian's perspective in so many different levels. We already mm-hmm. talked about the wolf amulet, uh, but. It, did you feel anything in particular uh, I, about the open? Yes, in particular, I loved how he was being addressed as my son. And you keep into, um, you have to keep reminding yourself that Ian has been adopted now essentially twice, you know? So, he, you know, he's saying, my son, every drop of your white blood has been washed by your veins. You're now tied to this great family. You have nothing to fear from us. And um, just to know that Ian has now not only left Scotland mm-hmm. and left Jenny, and Ian, his father, we Ian has now left Jamie and Claire, pretty much his adopted, you know, granted his aunt and uncle, but they've been taking care of him this entire time. He's gone through all that trauma with Gayless. We mm. need to keep that fresh yeah, in man. our memories. What Ian, young, we Ian has recently <laughs> gone through within the past couple of years. And now here he is trying to learn this language, trying to assimilate into this culture. And he is being told, you are now our family. And you have nothing to fear from us. And when you, if you are a show watcher and not a book reader and you do not watch episodes twice, I'm going to implore you to watch this one twice because you didn't know what happens to Ian until after the episode unfurls. So when you watch that opening now, knowing that he is kicked out with three days food, get out of here. See you later. You know, go figure it out. Your, your white non Mohawk sperm ain't doing it. Okay. <laughs> Can't handle the maze not of Emily's my cervix. Chin, not yeah. my problem. Like, no, get out. <laughs> and they will, you know, you'll do just fine back with your folk. Um, to know that he was given this speech, you know, yeah. using the blood of, you know, like all of these different terms that we almost hear echoed the blood of my blood, like all of this the bone stuff. Of my bone, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it just hits you differently. So, so I wanted to just note that, that what was said to him really punches you in the gut when you this know This is happens. something, Mary, and I kind of want to build on what you said. It's something that Outlander is doing this season, I think, very well, which is something that 
what in one of other the shows that we cover, This Is Us does exceptionally well, mm-hmm. which is reference its own mythos, like reference its own story and allows and it trusts the viewer to know what they're talking about. And in a show like This Is Us, when we talk about it on This Is Us too, you know, it's it's that show is especially difficult because it has not only does it have multiple characters, it has multiple storylines and it has multiple uh, timelines within those storylines with all the different characters. It's like a sprawling mess, mm. but a beautiful sprawling mess. Yes. Um, one that is a very finely balanced mess. Yes. Outlander is not as sprawling, but it is capable and it's it certainly has its own uh, story mythos. And the fact that we have so many references in not only in this episode, but last episode too, you know, when, when, with Fergus talking about how we grew up in the, in the brothels and the Milady and the whole thing. And in this episode, not only do we have, um, uh, Ian referring back to when he was, you know, back in season, you know, four or whatever it was when he came back, but we also have, <coughs> excuse me, we have a mention of the Bakra. Uh, we have the flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone thing. We have uh, Jamie referencing faith. Uh, and for a person who's not watching that intently, they're going to be like, okay, the Bakra, what? Like, they're going to, flesh mm-hmm. of my, they're not going to catch these things. No. But for nerds like us and for the nerds that who are watching us right now, the fact that the, the fact that the the team is 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 pulling from that story is I think is a really special thing. It just it it shows faith in its viewers, and I and I don't mean that in a in the name faith in the name faith. I just it it shows you know trust. It's funny because as you talk about this is us, I was reminded a lot about this is us. And for those of you who don't watch the show, I'm spoiling things. Um, but Uncle Nicky can move on with a love interest when he finds out his old love interest is married and, you know, is busy. And in this episode of television, Ian, you know, kind of makes amends with his, his brother essentially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, gives him his blessing. Like, you know, I'm happy you're with Emily and I'm happy you've got your son and it's all good. And he gives him, you know, the bracelet. And it's just interesting because in the previous episode, we saw Ian, having flirtatious time with Malva. Yeah. And it made me think of Nikki, how once Nikki was kind of free of his past love, Mm -hmm. he kind of allowed himself to open up more to future love. And I, I did, I thought of Nikki. Yeah. Right. Uh, And you know what? That's not, that's not a wrong uh, connection. Um, uh, Janet here on, on, on Facebook says lots of inside baseball, in my opinion, in this episode. Yeah, lots of inside baseball in this episode, and that in in that inside baseball, what that does is that it 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 re. It's very Diana. Uh yes, but it also <laughs> it rejiggers what we're going to be doing going forward. So think of the vulnerability that Ian has, and the kind of flirtatious conduct we've been getting between he and Malva, like what that. Like he's gonna go from being rejected wholly by his family to Malva weird. Like this kid is in a bad position. There's no winning. He's going from like someone who is emotionally abusive to stage five clinger. 
<laughs> someone to poison Ivy. That's what he's going to. That is bad. We, we, he needs to take, he needs, he needs to run away. So run away, Simba. So then we get the credits. Run away. And then we get Jamie and Claire with their morning sex. Oh, yes. Which gets interrupted by Major McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Allergies to the feline folk. This is a great little th- running joke. Love it. Greased lightning. Gre- <laughs> Greased lightning. Oh, boy. You know what? Go grease lightning. <laughs> Tell you what. They played that off actually pretty well. They did. Um, <coughs> and, you know, I just think that these intimate moments that we're having with Jamie and Claire feel, feel just sweet and tender. And I love the little morning sex and oh, whatever, Miss Bug will be fine to feed, you know, our house guest. It's just funny. I yeah. love I love being on the ridge. I love that they can hear him because that probably means he can hear them. Sure. You know? <laughs> and you know they ain't holding back. <laughs> There's no holding back. Hey, it is. It is fine. So we get to, of course, have him. Um, and he's there still. You kind of forget he's there a little bit, but he's there because yeah. he's just delivered the guns. Correct. Correct. And he gets to stay, have a little food. And this is, sneeze. again, it's a fun little running joke. It's It reminds me almost, almost like a poor man's arrested development that they just keep referencing the fact that he is allergic, that he's allergic to ads. So it's lovely. It's lovely. It's great. I love it. Um, but it just, I, I like the fact that again, the show can reference its own stuff. So, and then we go from there and Jamie says goodbye to Fergus. Oh, and, and, and this was a scene because, you know, we went from, you know, we went from a heavy and quick jump from Fergus, who is obviously, you know, Jamie's son. Mm-hmm. To Ian, who is essentially his, his very close nephew, who yeah. he treats like a son. Yes. yes, and that is a that's a big jump. Like just to go, okay, you know, we're we're off, we're cutting this one off, and we're moving on. You're going to go see Anjo Casta. We're going to talk about the good old days in the print shop. But the fact of the matter is, Luke Skelhas did a great thing, and that was give us some, give us a landing pad. For Fergus. Mm -hmm. Give us the viewer a thing that says, oh, yeah, this happened last episode. Here's your net. Yes. Here's your here's your safety net. Fall into this. And then when you when you when the the net bounces you back up, you're going to be okay. And when it it bounces you back up into Ian and it was such a smart move. And it's not like Jamie is sitting there saying, yeah, Fergus. (laughs) Dude, that was rough. Luckily, I was there, huh? Yeah. Luckily, I took care of you. We don't need that. It, it was. Need... It was. Nah, I just I balanced the scales. Yeah. What oh. a special moment. Oh. Like what a special way to to uh to again to reconsider and recontextualize mm-hmm. that moment for both of them. This episode and just the season in general is just giving such beautiful depth to Jamie. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, we we have had some pretty heavy topics, obviously, with the finale of last ep- the last season. And I truly appreciate um, this this layering that we're getting of Jamie, because there are some things that are different, uh, little tweaks here or there between the show and the books. And I'm interested to see how this how 
they're putting these these characteristics into him for a reason. So we keep it in mind and we get to have those those flavors of him as a father, as an uncle, as a husband. Um, and I just I think it's easy for us to be swept up into the the king of men yes. and the soldier and the protector and the layered. Um, it that's been his previous seasons, the heartthrob. Yes. The sex the carefree ninja. sex ninja. <laughs> the 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 warrior, you know, the the brave bold soldier. Um and as I said the laird and to have these intimate moments have yeah. been so special. We've gotten the humor, we've gotten the tenderness that we we don't usually get to see in those grand moments. Yeah, I think the show just like how I think it's finally figured out how to write Raja. Mhm. You know, at least, or at least it's on that journey. It's on that path. I think the show has figured out how to treat Jamie as more than just, like you said, Mary, the king of men, and more than just the sex appeal, more than just the thing that, that gets us to the sex. It, it's turned him into a legitimate, and not to say that he was illegitimate, but just a legitimate person yeah you know Angela Hickey writes I feel like this is more book Jamie this season don't you Mary and I agree and I think that it's something that show watchers <laughs> have sadly missed out on you know where there might be moments where it was either writing or acting and complexities and you really get to see Sam Hewen as Jamie right now it's it's beautiful um and the way that he's written is beautiful and um, I just, I really do. I really, really appreciate it. And because of the tweaks that's been happening with Claire, um, and her choices that she's made to self-medicate, um, I'm going to be, it'll be interesting to see if and when Jamie finds out about this action, these actions that she's taken, how he reacts. And I, to me, I think that they are putting these moments into these earlier episodes to, um, add perspective on when he finds out what Claire's been doing. That's what I think. Yeah. I think a, we needed to flesh Jamie out a little bit more and they're doing a darn good job. But I also think because of the things that the way that Claire is dabbling with dangerous stuff mm -hmm. that I, I really think it's important for us to understand these elements of his love and, and depth that he has for his entire family as a yeah. whole. And something that actually happens in, in this episode and which again is, one of those things that's not, uh, I, I mentioned This Is Us too earlier uh, in the last episode of This Is Us where it was like, okay, hey, here's this thing and it's like super on the nose and it's like, hey, look at me. I have a sign that's saying we're doing this. Mm -hmm. This episode did not do that and it did not, this episode of Outlander did not do that. And in a specific sense, what I'm saying is there's the great parallel between Jamie and Ian, because as Ian is figuring out his own thing, mm -hmm. Jamie is the one that's spouting the wisdom, and he's the one that's spouting the "Hey, kid, it's gonna be all right. We're gonna take care of it." And "Hey, kid, you're like, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you're okay, and you you can be whoever you you can be whoever you want to be. And all that matters is yes. what you are here. Yes, right? they could call you any name you want. I got loads of names. <laughs> and, and again, that was part of his 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 humor that's, yes. that's showing up. Which, which once again, you laughed out loud. I to. did. I absolutely did. But at the same time as that he is doing that, he too himself is struggling with his own dual personalities that he, well, yeah, dual personalities that he's crafting. Uh, you know, he's either a king's man 
or he's a rebel. You can't be both. Mm-hmm. And he is the one that's admitting, I can't be both. And he has to come to his own conclusions. And part of that is due to Bree. Yes. Bree making her a part of what is happening in this episode is a special thing. But before we get into that, Marvin, yeah. we got to thank our partners. What oh, do you think about do. that? I, right. Yes, you kick it off. All right, let's do it. Dress like a true Scotsman, you need a kilt, and Scotland Shop are your experts on hand to help. Look no further, of course, than our friends at scotlandshop.com. So kilts come in hundreds of different tartans, fabrics, and of course, have to be made to fit you. And we know that this might seem really daunting. Um, Scotland Shop offer virtual appointments via video call so they can talk you through how to order and help you make your measurements and what accessories and extras you might need. They offer, They even offer a clan consultation. If you can't work out, uh, Blake, you just missed Sorry, I didn't mean so to. So Blake's going to take over. But I'm going to tell you a little story time, okay? <laughs> so my dad is a wedding officiant. He is this beautiful mesh of Santa Claus meets Hagrid in the most wonderfully kind, sweet, genuine, loving way. And my dad is going to be officiating my brother's uh, wedding sure. ceremony. ceremony. Um even though he's already married, but like the rethink because of COVID. So my dad's going to wear a kilt and we need to call Scotland Shop. Yes, we are. We're absolutely going to call Scotland Shop. Because my dad wore a kilt when he was just at his conference down in Florida. Said it was great. It's hot down in Florida. Great place to wear a kilt. (laughs) Great breeze. And he, um, he's He told us and he likes to wear his kilt for a different reason. So scotlandshop.com is getting another call from the Larson clan. Hey, yes, they are. Um, so Mary, Mary's actually wearing one right now. I am. It, it's truly what keeps me cozy and I love it. So um, they're going to help you on out and we want to make sure that you get items that you like and love and it doesn't just have to be a kilt i'm telling you go to their website tottens for everything yes you get everything you could think of and we're going to give you a 15 percent off code outlandercast at checkout actually or is we, it just we, outlander? Just, we just changed it just, it's just outlander. outlander make okay. it even easier for yeah, you just, just outlander. outlander okay so 15 percent off all right so marvin <coughs> we talked <coughs> excuse me do i need to talk oh my goodness i can't i can't can I, stop. Can I say something else that i loved about this episode what so we get um ian ian is talking to Major McDonald about how um, <coughs> how the Cherokee are named, and Major McDonald's making fun of it, and he's like, "Yeah, it could be as bad as being like Donaldson or Donald, yeah, like you right. know, like oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really original." And so we get all of these. Ian brings so much depth to the Mohawk and to the Cherokee and to the different American Indian tribes that are around, and um, and yet he is still also very religious and he's still very catholic and you know he goes to the woods to pray and um at the end jamie and he pray together to pray that faith meets ian's baby in heaven and i love 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 that they are also adding in this religious element to jamie because it's just such an it's such an interesting thing that his wife's a time traveler and he's got all this stuff going on and yet he's still so strong in his faith and for ian to have gone through all of these traumatic instances Largely by himself, not with his family. Yeah, you yeah. know, the things with Galas, not with his family. The things with the Mohawk, not with his, you know, Scottish family. And to still be able to have Jamie um, be able to help him be strong in his faith is so beautiful and so special to um, these these Fraser men. Yes, absolutely. Like just Murray Fraser. What they what they have done and how Ian is has is able to find 
<clears throat> a, a, a synthesis of the two versions of himself. You know, it's not a thesis or antithesis. It's just a two versions. And, and he can synthesize both versions of that of, of for himself. And uh, that is really special for that kind of character. And when you think about how, I mean, really re- Ian's reappearance uh, into the, into the Fraser world uh, in season four, but also even how this season began, Ian felt a little listless and he felt a little like, well, where am get I? to go through back through time. I know. And, <laughs> oh my God. and knowing this context and now remembering him trying to go through the stones oh, to try to like do oh. something different. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's why Emily's diabolical in your book. And no, no, just straight it's up. It's a different diabolical. culture, and I appreciate the 2022 mindset that you have. Yes, but um, I will give insight. They don't clearly state in the show how many children she lost. That's true. Good point. And she, they they lost, and they lost a lot of children. Sure, sure. Um, just saying. Hey, notice that Ian. Uh, well, uh, what I'm saying is, notice that at the beginning of this, even this season, Ian is in a place where he's listless and he doesn't understand who he is, or his place, where he wants to be. But he knows that he always has a home with On Uncle Jamie. Ridge, yes, and that is what keeps him around. But in this episode, we end it with him saying, "I thought I had to make a choice, but I really don't. I can, I can be happy with both." And and Jamie even says to him, it "Doesn't even matter what anybody calls you. I've been called fifty million things Don't in my bonnet, life. Yeah, Red Jamie, Red Jamie, whatevs, all McDo. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> um, Masochist. He, he's got he's got fifteen million different names, fifteen million different identities. He's like, it doesn't matter. Grease whatever, lightning. Whatever, whatever you are, that's it's in here. And, Duh. And, and you're just going to keep going, are you? You're just going to keep going. It's fine. Jamf. <laughs> Jamf. <laughs> um, and I like that the, that the not only did this season, but the, this, this episode had a great arc for Ian. And now going forward, again, the middle part of this season is what tra- is, is what is the pivot point for all of our characters, including Ian, including Jamie, including Weird Malva. Uh, and I think soon to be because we had Malva is being we had Malva for, for Tom Christie, for Claire, like you just get the heebie jeebies. What's what's coming from that. Okay. So I got some good news. What? Roger finally hit a target. Yeah, there we go. Oh my God. Breeze enthusiasm for Roger finally hitting a target and saying, you've been practicing was essentially the same amount of enthusiasm. Jamie gave Bree when she said, look, dad, I can make fire. It's like, or, or no, more like, <laughs> more like Marsley. It's like Flint. <laughs> yeah, so you did something that we already got. But Bree's Great. just standing there like, you're practicing. I can, I can tell. <laughs> and gosh. poor Roger. Roger's like. He is so proud of himself. So happy. He's, he's a millennial in training. Like, oh, give me my trophy. I need. My participation trophy. The trophy that I'm going to get from this is amazing. Okay. That's what he's thinking. Bree and her side braid. Uh, giving well, me all oh, the Elsa vibes. Oh, wait. Is let this, it go. Is this is let this a go. wig? This feels like a wig. Yeah, okay. that is some. Okay, that's some. There's the Elsa that's coming out of that hair. Oh, oh, oh! Let it go. 
just might as well just keep walking Can't around. Can't hold me back arm, anymore. I'm going to give you details. Oh, I'm going to yeah. tell you who's going to do it. It's in 60 <laughs> years. This is how many people go. This is how many people die. This yeah. is the name of it. And it, dad, you know, gives it his own little remix. Doesn't call out the trail of tears. Yeah, no, no, no. no. no, no. He, he just says something else. I think it was like I think he said like the trail of sorrow or yeah, whatevs. whatevs. You know what Jamie did? He just did a stats of the nerds. Yeah, he's That's like, what he did. I don't want this written down. Yeah, but <laughs> my daughter, and my wife, that kind of see into the future. So yeah, um, here is our time traveling segment. Well, no, no, we're not ready for that. When am I? We're not ready for that. We got things to talk about still. This, I know this isn't the ending. This is when I want to do it. Oh, this is when you want to do it. I want, I want to do it right now because it's oh. about this topic. Oh, so it's not like a, a process thing. No. It's just whenever you feel like it, that's whenever when we're I doing it. Whenever I feel like it. Oh, so it's like a it's like a spur of the moment. Yeah. A spur you of the moment segment. You have to be segment. on your toes to wow. push that button. All right. All right. Well, you know what? I've produced, I've fully produced a brand new segment <laughs> just before this episode began. Yep. And here is our brand new sound mm-hmm. of fully produced what, what we call it? I think we should call it Back to the Future. Okay. What, that's what we're going to call it Back to the Future. All right, here we go. Doc, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Okay, guys. Ready? All right, what do you got? Right, explain the segment but for those who are just joining us. Okay, so... Um, this segment in Outlander cast is taken from the fact that obviously a bunch of these people are from the future and they know things about the future. So I'm going to ask Blake, if you were this person okay, or if you had this choice or this foresight, what kind of a decision would you have made? All right. So this is kind of like next door. So we're not taking Bree. We're taking Jamie. So Bree has just told Jamie all the facts okay. about what's going to be happening. Would you as Jamie have made the same choice? Of telling the Cherokee what he told them. Telling telling them? Yeah. Like telling the Cherokee. What what like, Jamie just did. Hey, we're friends. I need to give you a heads up. You need to pass this down through through your kids and let everybody know. Yep. I'm not telling everybody, but I'm telling you. And I'm going to tell you who. I'm going to tell you when. I'm going to tell you this made up different name. What of that would you or would you have done and would you have not done? Uh, and why right, do you good, think good Jamie changed the name? Because he could remember other stuff. <clears throat> um, good question. I probably so would have done Jamie. the same thing. I would have done the same thing. Because what do I care? Like, it, like. So why would you just? Why would you tell him? And why would you make the choice that you're like? But I'm not. I'm not gonna tell everybody. Um, because I think Jamie's. I think Jamie's wording, and I think Jamie's reasoning is the right way all around because if he went and told somebody else this thing they'd be like bro don't do any more peyote <laughs> like no why? why do you think this is different because why do you think him i think the there i think jamie did chief bird a solid and knowing that there's now a rapport and knowing that he just wants to help i think as as a leader of of men and women and as a leader of people one leader can speak to another and say this is the thing that happened and i like my wife said this and i think as a leader of people you could be open to this idea yeah and especially for someone who you know um in the cherokee tribe who believe in things that are outside of our realm that mm-hmm. we see and that we normally see mm-hmm. i i think he'd be a little bit more um 
expect he uh open to that that idea okay so i it, i would say yes i would i'm surprised that you like larson would yeah well you know what it is because you it, usually it come from the whole like i don't care about anybody else yeah, but if I had specific information that, like, I knew was going to happen, like, I know it's going to happen. I mean, Elsa like, Brie just told you. Think of it, like, in Back to the Future terms, like, when the, when he gets the sports almanac. Like, mm-hmm. I know that Alabama's going to win that game. Even though everybody's telling me, no, they ain't going to win. They're going to win in the final seconds with a field goal. Um, I know that this is going to happen. And what does it take for me to tell this guy, hey, watch out? What does it take? It just takes a couple breaths. I'm really proud of you. And like it, and he wants to create a good relationship so mm-hmm. that when he's given him the guns, yeah, he can turn around and say, "Hey, whoa, I helped you out. I helped you out. I I gave you some information. Don't go coming. Don't go gunning for me. Mm. I gave you that info. Why don't we chill? And I think that is how I would frame that for myself. Like it's it's self serving. So. Yeah, I want to help him out, and I want to give him the, um, and I want to give him, I want to give him the information. So Jamie knows that you can't change the past. <laughs> yes, they didn't win at Culloden, and all these things that Bree saying uh, that Bree and Claire are saying. So does Jamie really think that he's going to make a, a difference or a change? No, I. But I think Jamie is giving Chief Bird the, the he's empowering Chief Bird to make a choice. Here we go. Read Angela Hickey's comment, please. Angela says, historical fact, Chief Bird was a real chief, and his tribe was one that hid his tribe in the mountains to escape the Trail of Tears. All right, there you go. So, does that change the overall... Does the Trail of Tears not happen? No. No. It still does. It just changes... Again, I I like when shows maneuver themselves uh, in in realms that aren't so big that like in, in historical terms that aren't so big that if they kind if they jump if they I'm sorry if they push themselves into the history mm-hmm. like okay well if that's truly historically accurate we would have heard of it kind of like the famine the and when Claire tells Jenny you want to plant some potatoes yes potatoes so is it it was it reasonable to assume someone like Jenny would have had the forethought to plant potatoes ahead of the ahead of the game yeah because that didn't change the course of history. It just, it, it was a decision that someone made and was empowered to make for themselves, as is what Jamie is doing for Chief Bird. Jamie gives Chief Bird the information to empower him to make a choice. And does that choice change the course of history? Maybe, maybe not. But at least he gives him the information to make his own, his, his own, um, his own path. What I loved about it too is as Jamie's having the conversation <laughs> with Bray, um, he says, I know what governments are capable of. And, you know, he knows what was done to the Scots, you know, sure. obliterated them and got rid of their culture and sent them away. So as Bree is describing this to him, Jamie's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know what that's like. And so he's having that and he's having these conversations with his nephew. And I agree with you, Blake. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. All right. Ian rubbing his little sex bracelet. <laughs> the mark of a man who's Terry's been properly popped. That's what she said. <laughs> rubbing his sex bracelet. I love it. She's like, you're going to wear this. And remember the night we 
you know what? Not wrong. Good for you. <laughs> Imagine that. Just knowing your role. You a just, virgin? Yeah. Yeah. Well. You are. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to give his brother back his sex bracelet. <laughs> Oh, brutal. Brutal. It's I know it's not that way, no, but it's in the show. But that's the way it, it kind of came <laughs> off. Oh. In a very romantic, sweet, lovely way. Oh man. But, yeah. Oh. That, I need to say the sex scene with Ian and Emily. I would have wanted a bracelet after that. Well, who wouldn't have? I mean, that I would was, have felt like it was a bracelet. <laughs> that was. Holy smokes. That was some. That gave well Jamie shot. and Claire a run for their money. It definitely did. It definitely did. Jamie and Claire. They, there was like four sex scenes. And I will definitely say this was the best one yeah. out of all of them. Ian making love with sh- like sheer love on his face yes. was so reminiscent of season one. Jamie Claire, sex in the grass. Is this how it feels for everybody? I mean, just well done. Mm-hmm. Well, well done. Um, and Emily, gorgeous, stunning. So glad I'm not an actor or actress that has to have sex yeah. on TV. No. That, I would not do do well at that. Um, I, You know what? The, the, the good thing is, as quickly as this all transpired, I bought that relationship. Oh, no. My husband tells better jokes when he's drunk. Yes, absolutely. Why don't you just get up and sing, darling? Yeah, like... Sing us a wee tune. Oh, you can't get... Again, these are all the little things of texture that create the tapestry of what we're trying to watch. These little details. Oh, my husband is is better when he when he's drunk. You know, like get there, tell the story, and Ian not being able to do all the words, and he has to sing, and, and the singing voice is great, and... I, all of these things just work so beautifully uh, in this episode and have been working so beautifully uh, in this season of Outlander. There there seems like a greater attention to character in this season. And, and, I, and I think in, in last season, but especially this season, there seems like a greater attention to character. Because in seasons past... We've been so focused on plot and like plot, 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 plot. We've got to get here. we got to get there. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And ironically enough, this season is the shortest season, yet it's covering one of the larger books and I'm getting the most character out of the season. Can I break something to you? What? It's not really covering one of the larger books. <coughs> oh, well, I thought a it was lot like of a this, mixture. A lot of, of this and... books was in last oh, television okay. season. Oh, a lot enough. of this book. Okay, fair enough. Let's see, that's what happens when I when I talk about things that I don't know it's what the hell good. I'm talking about. We all do. <laughs> we will just say interesting to you. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'm surprised at how much time they're giving to character for a show that has been so dedicated to we need to get to X, Y, and Z. And damn the torpedoes, we're getting to X, Y, and Z. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy with the direction that it's going. And, and, and again, to, to use Ian as the central pivot point for the entire show, for this season, uh, that's a bold move. That's some Stugats. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. Jamie's a Taurus man. He's got to stick to his family. <laughs> 
And I loved the conversations <laughs> that I know that there's other people on this episode, but let's be real. It comes down to Jamie and Ian. Sure. When, um, when Ian's talking with Jamie and he's saying, is it my fault that the baby's gone? And they have this great conversation about, you know, how the baby wasn't baptized. He didn't even get to see the baby. And Jamie really talks in depth about how he never got to see faith and how God doesn't punish. He is gracious and merciful. And, um, and how he feels about faith being lost as well. And the, the the scene is just so gorgeous. I know you played it. Yeah. But where they just kneel down and pray together actively. People yeah. are walking around making new canoes and they are actively praying that their daughters find each other in heaven. Yeah. Oh, notice too that, that Ian does not make the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Only Jamie does. Mm. So just just a fun little tidbit for I you to consider. You're just food for thought. Yeah. Something to chew on. Mm-hmm. Think of that. Um, maybe Ian is finding his own his own path because like when his daughter was really uh, like what? Sorry, when his daughter when his daughter was in question or when his child was in question, what did he do? He went to pray in the woods, but he was praying to he was saying hail Mary. Mm-hmm. At this point, when he's away from all of that. And he's come to a recognition of who he wants to be, or, or at least is on the path to that. He doesn't fall back to that. He mm-hmm. just does his own thing. It's just a really smart choice. A really smart choice either by the actor or by the writer. Okay. So uh, can I – I know you're hating on Emily, <clears throat> but I got to say she made a smart choice in the glow up that oh. Heroton got. Oh, Yeah. Big glow up. Hello. I mean, you were hot to begin with, and you just got hotter. He has the best accessories. Oh, the blue, the the blue. Got the blue feathers. Oh, got man. the red coat. Yeah. Got the skunk scarf that you know he was like. I'm not afraid of no skunk. Yeah, we'll take care. of I that. I got that. That's gonna look great on my outfit. The the color contrast. Oh my gosh, such a bold outfit and i love how it's he stands out because obviously the mohawk and cherokee cultures are very different um but in general he just a stunning actor his acting abilities have grown tremendously i'm so happy that he was featured in this episode um he was it was beautiful especially because so much of these scenes were like you were saying desaturated Mm -hmm. i think it was interesting to see this fresh new what Emily might see is as a Mohawk stud, which he was. And he, is. Kinda, he is. I'm not going to lie. Good looking man. Go, you know, it's. I love Ian. I love Ian. Okay. <laughs> but I always felt like Pocahontas in the Disney movie made the wrong choice. Okay. Yeah. You got this man who loves you. It's going to work well with you. And you pick John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I mean, well, how'd that work out for Mel you? Gibson? You know, that's how the thing. did that work out for Mel you, Gibson Pocahontas? at the time? Like, oh, before he went cray, before he went cray cray. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Mel Gibson at that time. This is like right around Braveheart time. Ian, Ian giving his 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 uncle's pistol. Yeah, you stole you know, my woman, but you got her pregnant. You're living happily ever after. I've been a mess, but I want you to do the right thing. This is the best pistol. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how to do it. You don't. Yeah. You haven't heard the ten dual commandments. Lin Manuel isn't stuck in your. Lin <laughs> Manuel isn't stuck in your head like all of us. Number one. Yeah. You know, like sorry, buddy. Um, the one thing I will say is that the fight scene with Ian Jumanji. Um, and, no, no, no. Uh, the fight scene with his brother and his Kaharitan, brother. Yeah, Kaharitan, Yeah. Which not, I think not, I'm mispronouncing. Sure, but definitely. I'm trying. Um. 
this is why you don't actively try to figure out what the pronunciation is in mid in mid podcast because you just it's we we both sound awful when we say it. Um, I think I was kind of disappointed in that fight scene. It felt very staged and it felt almost like disjointedly directed. Like they almost didn't know the Ian fight. Yeah, the Ian fight. Like they almost didn't know how to shoot it, and it reminded me of um. Like the movie Taken, you know, because like Liam Neeson's old, right? And he can't do all the things. I mean, he thinks he can. Yeah, but he can't. Because he's got the biggest schlong in so- Hollywood. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> We've had it confirmed. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Don't say it like that. We, not me, not you, but two people I know have had oh. that schlong. Two people. <laughs> I know two real life people. That's true, actually. The longest lung in Hollywood. I know. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, who needs six... What is it about Kevin Bacon? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. I thought you were going to say six inches of (laughs) Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Where's Fergus's dildo hand when we need it? (laughs) Okay, so how did we get on Liam Neeson? Oh, Liam Neeson, because... um, Google it, friends. Like, in the movie Taken... Because he's old and he can't do the things, they have to they they have to shoot like parts of a fight, okay, and then they have to have like sixteen different cuts in order to make the fight look like it's actually a fight. So they cut real fast, uh, and like for someone like the Born Identity, when when that first kind of came out, and that that feeling of what that fight scene could feel like with that with that really hectic in your face jump cut. That was that was a artistic choice. Okay. With Taken, it was like we need to do this because Liam Neeson can't do the thing. So for him to jump a fence, it's at least three or five different cuts of him jumping a fence. The same thing I felt like in this in this fight with Ian. At the end, I'm going to tell you the seven biggest schlongs in Hollywood. <laughs> I can only say that I know oh. confirmed. Oh, no, yeah. oh I probably know someone who's had that. You definitely have. <laughs> I know. You definitely Not me, have. once again. Okay, wow, I'm going to do some research. Continue. So You're uh, talking about combat and yeah, awkwardness. You know what? No, you know what? I just, la- no, I just lost everyone's it. Everyone's Now that you're talking about schlongs and- You want to know what made me think about? What? A high school boy fight. So I didn't see it oh, as true. awkward angling. <laughs> I watched a lot of high school boy fights in my public school days. <laughs> Mary, you know what you got to just keep doing every episode? What? Just keep drinking. Just got to get covered in drambuie every episode. <laughs> Maybe it'll make my jaw hurt less. <laughs> I know when my jaw isn't hurting, it's not because of Liam Neeson. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> that would make your jaw hurt. Mm. If anyone complains... You can't. You can't be a prude if you watch Outlander. You can Malva me all you want. Mary, talking about schlongs. <laughs> okay, Malvas. Okay, let's talk Malva. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Your I jaw can't. would hurt. I don't even know how you would do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Malva. Mary. We're pivoting, Blake. I'm bringing Mary. you back to life. I can't. I can't come back from that. <laughs> All right, that's it, ladies and gents. Pretty real. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's, that's, you'll have to tune in to listener feedback. I killed Blake. <laughs> I'm 
so sorry, Allison Fisher's mom. Wait, are we really done? No, we're not done. Okay, come on, Malva was wishing. She was wishing and hoping and and dreaming and praying. Jesus Christ. That Claire had a Ouija board somewhere. This whole episode is just gone. That Claire's therapist was the only therapist I can find in the state of Rhode Island. We've gone straight banana land. Oh, it's the devil's work. It's like you just brought him back to life after he died. (laughs) What are you writing there while you draw weird, weird pictures, Claire, of toes? (laughs) <laughs> toes and you know she's in on the toe thing foot fetish weird. she's weird Malva of course she's in on toes oh, yeah she probably is she's in on all sorts of things it's Malva weird so she first off wishes that they were enchant- uh, spells but yeah. she is enchanted by it oh. she loves the ether oh of course she is of course she's she looking does looking at it hmm. Malva's uh, idea of a great night is some toes some ether and 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 looking at porn. That's like our favorite thing in the world right now. You know what's so funny is we're like, ew, Malva, stop watching them have sex. And we've watched them have sex twice <laughs> within an hour. <laughs> and watched we, Ian, for everyone who's like, he's like my son. Yeah, well, your son's probably doing it too. Good for him. Oh, my God. I'm happy all these young people are having sex. Good, Good for you. Good for you. You don't have bills. You don't have your own house. You have energy to have sex every day, all day. <laughs> Claire and Jamie's kids are grown up. Oh, oh my God. They're grease lightning. I don't <laughs> go for it. Mary. Don't need Viagra. <laughs> Liam Neeson doesn't need Viagra. I'll tell you that. He probably does. Well, a lot of blood flow. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. What did we do? I don't know. What did we do? Okay. Okay. I don't know. So, Malva, the end. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You've killed me. You've I literally know. killed me. Um, They try out ether on Lizzie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lizzie and goes to sleep. Good night. I, I can't tell the difference Desire. between the two. I, wrote I don't know notes. who she's talking to. I don't know who she's flirting with. If one of them's J- Josiah, if one of them's Kezi... If, if, is she supposed to be with Kezi? Is she supposed to be with Josiah? Who's the one that Malva's like kind of flirting with and Lizzie shuts it down? I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm out. Oh. I'm out on Josiah and Kezi. Why? Josiah. Because I can't tell which one's which. I can't tell. I know she's hedging her bets. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Interesting, Blake. Very interesting. It's just like the same thing. Like, what are we doing? Not Liam. Not Liam. Not Liam. That would hurt. Uh, all right. Anything else you got to talk about? Because you've officially killed me, and I don't know how I'm going to recover tonight. That's all I got. I, I deleted my notes by accident while you were dying. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. So we are going to be having having our listener feedback episode. So don't forget, call, leave a voicemail. We only had three of you call. Yeah, I'm surprised That's at that. It. Now, yeah. granted, you only get 90 seconds, so you probably want to practice it once or twice. Okay. You need to say your name. Yes. Let us know where you're from. And then go to town. land the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Okay, you ready? (sighs) Yeah. Topic is schlongs. Liam Neeson. (laughs) I can't. Ewan McGregor. (coughs) I'd be down. I would be down. Sure you would. I know. He's your style. Come what may. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Colin Farrell. Believe it. <laughs> William Defoe. Willem Defoe. Well, with a I face like with a face like that, you you gotta. I know him. Too. I probably know people. Who don't know. <laughs> James Woods. Yeah. Definitely know right people because he's like down the road. Yep. 
I bumped into him. Jared Leto. Yeah. Surprising. He's a weirdo. Hey, he's know, not Malva weird, but he's weird. Probably could do tricks. Watch the snake. Uh, <laughs> Don Johnson. <laughs> and uh, honorable mention was Milton Berle. Oh, really? Honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. I, w- I wonder uh, what, what Ber- the, like, the Bernie's, demarcation was. Bernie's of- wing was so large that comedian Phil Sh- Silvers once snuck a peek while taking a leak and said, you'd better feed that thing or it's liable to turn on you. <laughs> Mm. Oh man! There you go. Oh man! How? Amy just joined in for the schlong countdown. You're welcome, Amy. Yes. Yep. That's what happens when? Well, Mary's. I'm on a- thirty <laughs> pills of medicine, and I and just decided drambui. to put drambui in my teeth. <laughs> Not the best suggestion. Oh. Okay. Man. All right. Oh, mom to muses on YouTube says there's a video of William Defoe dancing naked. Oh, really? Look it up. No. Wow. Terry, we have not lost it. We're just sick and in pain. And so many drugs in us that we're just a basic, well, at least Mary, she's a walking CVS. That's okay. That's where she's at. Okay. Malva Weird. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie says, what will Lou say? <laughs> if you listen to the listener feedback for 603, okay. you'll understand Lou, that Lou reference. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Here we go. All right. Now that we've just told all our audience to leave us and go watch Willem Dafoe on YouTube. I didn't. <laughs> all right. Let's close this bad boy out, shall we? Beth, my oh, first legal wait. drink. Beth uh, Saggio says, Mary, please drink Jambui. I am drinking Jambui. And it was actually my first legal drink. My dad drove to my dorm at 530 in the morning. Yes. And gave me Jambui. You do not want Jambui at 530 in the morning. Uh, no, you do not. All right. Uh, actually, I got an outlandish theory for you. Oh, okay. You ready for it? Yes, we are. Collective book readers, we will just say interesting. All right. This outlandish theory is brought to you by Weebox. Weebox is a monthly subscription gift box that's designed to share Scotland with Scots and Scots at heart all over the world. All over the world, Mary. I love Weebox so much. All over. Every Weebox is carefully curated around a monthly theme with five Bonnie gifts and treats, which are often exclusive or can't be bought outside of Scotland. The contents of each Weebox are worth so much more than you can pay for it, and it supports Scottish businesses, craftsmanship, its environment, and charities as well. Visit Weebox.com and use the code OUTLANDER for 10% off your code at Check out. I mean, oh my god, I'm so excited! I just saw one of the things that's going to be included, and it's going to be a Scottish thistle sun catcher. Oh, oh go to Inside Wee Boxes Instagram, follow them. They're so stinking cute. And my lovely friends um, at the Out- Outlander Cast Clan Book Club, the Beehive, have sent us some Wee Boxes yes. because of our losses and the hardships that we have faced. And they have been such amazing, amazing gifts. I've actually been using the Highland Cow hot water bottle holder (laughs) for for my jaw pain and my ear pain. So it's great. I Uh, I have something from Weebox on me or near me every single day. At all times. Yes. Somehow, some way. So yeah, go to Weebox.com. And uh, if you sign up, you get 10% off of your uh, your subscription. 
Yeah, I can talk today. Okay. Uh, with the uh, with the checkout at, at checkout with the <laughs> discount code Outlander. Blake, get through the read, will you? Webox. Get discount through the read. Discount code Outlander. Thank you. All right, people at Webox are wicked happy with this read today. Um, all right, so here is my. <laughs> I talked about how much I love it. I know I'm sick, but they're going to be disappointed in me because I just I can't read today. Because uh, Mary killed me. So here's my outlandish theory. You ready for this? Yeah. We had an alpha. I feel like every every outlandish theory I have is around. It surrounds Malva. I love it. It's because she's so freaking weird that like it has to be about her, right? Okay. Something tells me that she mm. is gonna get her way with somebody. She wants to ha- see who has the longest schlong on the bridge. Uh, I think so, and it's gonna be with either Josiah because what, what one of them two. One of the or, Beardsley twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. Maybe she'll have, write her own book and draw her own diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're weird toes. Uh, not toes. Not, definitely not That's toes. That's not a toe. Um, but here's the thing. I wonder. Oh, you are you ready for this? This is going to be heartbreaking. Be, Blake, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Here's, here, this is going to be heartbreaking. Okay. She's going to, you know, do her thing with, with one of the, with one of the, Brothers, twins? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the thing is, yeah, she's not going to say that it was one of them that did it. Okay. She's going to say it was Ian. Okay. And she's going to get Ian in trouble because there was like this flirtatious thing. And it's going to be, it's good. The, the, the irony in all of it is that Ian is not going to, is going to be blamed for a pregnancy. It's going to say, all I did was pick cattails. I didn't do anything. She I didn't pick, she didn't pick like my cattail. And a corn. <laughs> I just there great torch because she's watching Jamie and Claire do the thing. Now she knows what to do and, and she's going to get herself involved. She's already getting herself involved with one of the beards, the kids and that, but then we have this whole thing with Ian and how he like was supposed to have a kid, but won't have the kid. And he's getting himself involved with Malva, and maybe he's going to get involved with Malva, and, and she's going to say it's his kid. It's going to be a, it's going to be straight up Banana Land, and Tom Christie is going to come walking into this with house, his miracle hand, and he's going to say, "We're going to deal with with uh, with with your boy Ian over here." He's going to he's going to say, "Bye, Ian," and that's going to be a big problem for Jamie. Oh man! And that is that is what is going to happen. That will be the. The uh, the thrusting move, if you will, for the remainder of this season. And all book readers right now have a collective interest. Just throwing that out there. I can already see it percolating. I can see it simmering. The, the blood is bubbling. I can feel it. All right, ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. Let's do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Dual Commandments. We want to give a huge thanks to Anna in Springfield who said on Apple Podcasts, I'm finally writing a review even though I've listened to the podcast for years. I enjoy listening to Mary and Blake cough so much. They've started listening to other shows they've made. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Anna, and thank you all who've taken the time. Once again, leaving a rating and review in any podcast app um, is really helpful, but especially the Apple Podcast one. Even if that's not the one you listen to, those reviews go a super-duper long way, and they are a warm hug most of the time in my heart. And other times, they are just good, helpful criticism. So thank you. If you thought that I was going to leave this episode without playing the Ten Dual Commandments, Mm -hmm. you're on Mars. Like, you might as well just go away. 
because how could you not play this? How could you? Oh, just be happy, Mary, knowing that you almost killed me today. Like I almost, I was coughing so hard that I almost puked. It took all my concentration not, been, to not puke live on on, on our podcast. Given the Oscars a live run for a run for its live money. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Okay, so that would have been a talked about stop, moment. Stop. That would have been a Mary and Blake Media Hall of Fame moment if I puked on air, which was it almost happened, almost happened. Oh man! Yeah, you know what? what? Just let this ride. Okay, I'm Mary. No, no, I was just gonna say let that. I was gonna let it ride. That's fine. That's fine. The whole time? No, not the whole time. Oh my god! Because I'm like, there's ten, Blake. <laughs> Actually, we're Thank at the end of the so song. Much. There we go. My name is Neri. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.